1 Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Recovery. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sarah, and this is the other co-host. This is Justin. <laughs> and this is a podcast for folks who uh, have thought about leaving ministry, have left ministry, are in Recovery, are transitioning in and out of anything. This is just really a podcast. I don't know. I feel like it's for all the people. We're really yeah. excited because this is a episode by the way, Justin and I have spent hours just chatting with each other and then remembered it's true. we were hoping to record a podcast tonight. But we are really lucky to have a group of folks who meet in the Discord, which is our, our way of communicating with each other. If you don't know what Discord is, I didn't know what it was before we got on it. It's a messaging system. I guess people use it for video games, question mark, most often. A lot of times video games. And I played an online Dungeons and Dragons game <sighs> via Discord. I love just, it. Just throwing that out there. Um, I think he's soliciting for other people to do this again. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it it was fun. And uh, y- yeah, sure. If you're interested, <laughs> meet us on Discord. <laughs> uh, we need to start a channel on our Discord uh, that is about Dungeons and Dragons. But we asked uh, the folks who are incredible that are a part of that community. They joined through Patreon. What would you like to hear about? And we had a lively discussion. We we're going to actually do a couple of episodes just based on this with a lively discussion that had me giggling is this like they, they say to say that this episode is brought to you by the letters W, T, and F. Because when you work in a church or any sort of um, situation that might be performance based, mm-hmm. you have to keep going. So like in an office space, if someone were to have a heart attack, the office would stop functioning. But if you were a theater performer or you are running a church service, if somebody's the show must go on. The show must go on. So that's what our episode is going to be about. But before that, not only yes. is our episode brought to you by the letters W and TF, but we are so excited about a sponsor that we have. And so Justin is going to share with you a little bit about a sponsor as we just say a huge thank you to this incredible um, group. Yes. Um, so this episode is sponsored by the Our Bible app. For those of you who don't know, you probably have had a Bible app on your phone if you were a pastor or something at one point. And, and there were like devotionals and things attached to it. Um, yes. That maybe you maybe you used, maybe you didn't, maybe you found them valuable, maybe you didn't. But Our Bible app is, is like that, but better. So um, <laughs> I just want to know what people's faces look like right now when they're like, Sarah and Justin are supporting a Bible app, but you're going to love why. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, because I, I, for most of us, if you're listening to this podcast, you maybe have questioned whether or not you fit into the Christian community because Christianity has has a history, um, <laughs> both a historical history and also <laughs> what we're going to talk about on these WTF moments of being toxic and odd. And But 
I guess the, the central question, I think, is does it have to be? Maybe you don't identify as a Christian anymore, but you still want some kind of, you still are interested in the Bible and interested in spiritual community and interested in, you know, kind of connecting that way. So the Our Bible, the Our Bible app is here to help you kind of, you know, engage with the faith, but ditch all the baggage. Um, you can explore a community that's sex positive, anti-racist, feminist, affirming of all LGBTQIA folks even as far as like being interfaith and social justice oriented. You know, so you can download the app today, gain access to hundreds of daily devotionals that are probably not going to make you squirm if you read them, and a library of podcasts, of which this podcast is a part, by the way. Um, there's a message board, and you can find folks like you in your area. So you can download, subscribe, and, and check out the Our Bible app because it's for believers and probably even unbelievers of all stripes. And I think it's, um, it's a great, it's a great community and what they're doing over there is fantastic. We really, we, we supported their work at a distance and we are so grateful. They're one of our sponsors. So yeah. So that is definitely a sponsor that I can recommend because it's like, I, I, the product is good (laughs) and helpful. Yeah. So check it out. It's our Bible app. So really what got this like going is like the idea that Odd things have happened while people were preaching. So I hinted at this idea, not even just preaching, like doing the work of church. And so one of the folks from this, like started an entire conversation in our discord. And I have to look it up because it made me laugh. Someone has had two people have heart attacks while they were preaching. Hmm. That's one more than Paul. Right. Exactly. And (laughs) uh, what do you do when that happens? That was a slow burn. (laughs) Yeah, what do you do? And so just the cover, he said they survived. And so it was fun. <laughs> uh, and by the way, one of our Discord folks says, I want you to do an episode like how fucking weird is was this job? <laughs> I want to hear the cringiest, mm-hmm. weirdest WTF moments that populate ministry. I still think back on crazy experiences like a raccoon moving into the fellowship hall and thinking, how the hell did I do this <laughs> wacky job for so long? Mm-hmm. And then someone said, oh, that's funny. But people also love to die in church. (laughs) And then one of our people said, I had a bat fly around the church while I was preaching. I had a snake in the hall before a youth night. But the two Mm -hmm. that really stuck out is we had a traditional service at 8 a.m., which was attended only by older folk. The first time I preached at the service, someone had a heart attack. And the last time I preached that service which was 15 years later, someone else had a heart attack. Oh my gosh. He bookended heart attacks. Oh my gosh. Right. It is such a wild job because you're, you're in people's lives like a lot. Uh And so there's this, you just get this very fascinating slice of, you know, yeah, people's lives. Yeah, so I don't know. Do you want to like just popcorn this with like, I would our love stories? It. I think we popcorn the hell out of this. <laughs> like, because you and I, we we had to like start recording because we mm-hmm. were already giving each other too much information that it's would be true. funny for the natural reaction. So, Justin, if you think about weird things that happened that were you were, while you were working at a church that wouldn't necessarily happen now that you have like a corporate job. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was a youth pastor for a lot of this. So there's, there's the, the, the category of my brain called games gone wrong um, is like, it's, it's taking a while to boot up, but like, it's, it's just gold every time I I get a new one. (laughs) Okay. So there was, so I was not an all nighter person really. 
Like I, I mean, even early in ministry, when I was like a young 20 something youth pastor, I was like, no one likes each other at the end of an all nighter. Why would we do this? You know, Uh uh occasionally you have to do one. So, and, and you have to have crazy games and all this other bullshit that somehow got associated with being a youth pastor and Jesus or whatever. So we had this game where it was like, I had this like aquarium with like, I don't know. I can't remember if they were fishing it. I think they were fishing it, but you had to like go in, you had to duck your head in there and get stuff out of this aquarium. Okay. Stop. Okay. It was just that was something that had to happen. So this kid, uh, I, you know, I won't say his name, but this, this was probably 20 years ago. So whatever. But he was he was, you know, he was one of those kids that was real zealous. Like okay. if you give him a task like he's going to do the task. So he so rather than like everyone before him. So it's not, he wasn't the first person. I think this needs to be mentioned because he wasn't the first person. So he had seen this done before, uh-huh. like. People have ducked their heads in. They've gotten whatever was in there out and they pulled their heads out successfully. Like, so I think he just decided he is going to do it the best. And so he ducks his head in there and then attempts to like grabs the rim of this aquarium. But that was a cheap ass aquarium I got from Walmart. Okay, Uh and then and then like puts his whole torso in there and basically does like a headstand in the aquarium, his head underwater. And. The aquarium breaks <gasps> like shattered glass. Like I'm thinking this kid is dead. Like, oh this, my gosh. like I have killed a child and there's water everywhere. Everyone's screaming, running everywhere. He was fine. Like he was, no one was cut. No one was injured. But it was like there is not there is not a way in which I would have predicted that like a kid's lack of self-preservation would cause him to to do a headstand inside an aquarium in order to receive some trinket that uh, w- was not worth it for sure. So yeah, well, that was a big, and, and I think basically everyone that walked in as I'm like trying to like, you know, drive act this like, you know, shop vac this like entire fellowship hall. Cause it, again, it was like a probably 50 gallon tank or something, not 50 gallons. But it was like, he was a huge tank of water. I so. cannot imagine. Cause this is, this doesn't happen anywhere else. No. Like, I I can't think of, I mean, maybe a summer camp counselor, but that's still Christian adjacent. I had a kid, so we did a hot sauce. Now that, so we're going to talk about youth ministry weird stuff first, because I think that is like its mm-hmm. own category. I had a kid, yeah. we were doing a hot sauce challenge and this kid was amazing. He's actually from Mexico, but originally background and family could handle the hot sauces, but this kid was like tall and like, he was tough. like such a great kid though. Like just a natural leader. You know what I mean? Like everybody's going to do what he's doing. So they're doing all these hot sauce challenges and he, he wins. Cause he has like the habanero ghost pepper hot mm-hmm. sauce. Right. And so like, what are we doing to these kids? So he has this hot sauce and then he comes, he leaves for a minute and then he comes back and his face, Justin is beet red. And I'm like, well, he had had the hot sauce before. What is going on? And he comes up to me and he says, Miss Sarah. And I was like, uh, uh-huh. He goes, I, um, I had to pee. And I said, oh, okay. And he goes, I, um, I, I touched, I had hot sauce on my hands and oh. I, I touched <laughs> and I was like, Oh, you don't need to finish the sentence. He goes, do I need to put it in milk? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's nearly weeping. He goes, please don't make me go to the nurse. 
please don't. And I was like, literally like, I don't, what? I don't, I didn't know what to do. So I literally sent him over to one of the guys that was our volunteer. I was like, can you please go talk to him? Because this isn't okay. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's so wild. Yeah. Which, Um, do you have another almost I mean, killing a child youth ministry story. I mean, yeah, I I mean, there's just a lot of little ones where it's just you're like how did they let me Why have, did they let us do this? Yeah, why did they let us do this? I mean, the liability alone, like how how do we how did how did all the kids survive? Is sometimes a question in my mm-hmm. mind because mm-hmm. you know, the, and because they, they get out and they get they get crazy, they do wild stuff. Like, and what does this was, have to do with Jesus? What does this have to do with okay. Jesus? Is the <laughs> like, perennial question. Like, can there you imagine a, this kid telling this story later? Like, oh, I, I harmed my member mm-hmm. eating really hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then he's probably on his podcast being like. I yeah. told her I wanted to put it in milk. Like, yeah, it was, like, <laughs> like, and I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't know. So, I don't know. so yeah, I mean, and and there were like weird ones. Like, there was a youth group, youth room I was in that had these just nasty old couches that we found out that like, and I the, I had inherited this at this point. I didn't like this was just all brand new. And then like, there would sometimes be mice in there. That was just like like the the rooms that they give youth. Group oh, kids. youth group. It's like. It's like the and it smells like the gym, like yeah. the gym at a middle school, always. Yeah, and so the first church I worked at, they did an addition. It was an addition to the sanctuary, a bunch of new classrooms, like, um, and then they had this like room off to the side of the sanctuary, where they were like, this could be the new youth room, and it was kind of an odd shape. I mean, it, it was basically eventually like one of those things that was like built, and then eventually the long term plan was like if the church continued to grow, they could knock out the walls and like make that area a right. sanctuary extension, you know. But for now, it could be classroom space, um, and so they gave that to the youth group. So I'm in there, and I'm like, so when you know we're talking to like the builder or whatever, and I'm like, so and it's like just con- it's bare concrete in there. And this is a new facility that like and like decisions were made, you know, and the builders like this was not designed for like human occupancy, like the heater doesn't really get here. Like we have no plans to like seal this concrete. So it's just going to be like kind of like dusty, perpetually dusty, you know, and like like I was like, excuse me, like this, there is like. Like the room like, that you're giving us is not children. made for humans to be in, right? Let alone like, children. So we'll put so we'll put teenagers in there. Humans yeah, shouldn't so the be teenagers. here, so we'll put teenagers in here. Yeah. So and we actually did a really good job in that area. Like it's you know I we completely redid it. Like we had to make like all these little spaces in there. Like we you know we had to make like couches and rugs. I mean it was actually it's a pretty cool space once we. But it was also like it was freezing cold in the winter time because it's like this is in Michigan like. And they're like, yeah, this was not made for people to be in. <laughs> like, Not humans. Not humans. Oh, my gosh. Deep livestock in here, I guess. So my favorite you story that I heard was in seminary. And it was told as like a warning. And I only know that this story is true because I was in a relationship with the guy that this happened to. And I trust him to have told me the truth. 
So someone was a youth leader and they decided they were going to do a slip and slide. And a kid went down first. And then this is like this, there's no way this could happen again. But a adult volunteer followed and his toe, the way they like ran into each other, his toe went into the kid's butt. Oh, <laughs> that's like the one in a million shot you don't want to make oh my god it like slipped into his swimsuit went up his butt is what i was told <laughs> oh i can't fact check it but it just god. is like oh my god of all the things that could happen yeah there was so we had this this was um we had this game in youth group and it was like it was like this big camp. So so it was like all these different youth groups from all over. And um we we put on a pretty good camp and there was like this slip and slide like kickball game, or it was like the you you ran on slip and slide and then you would like dive into this like big kiddie pool as like those were the bases, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's this girl that like throughout the week just like didn't participate hardly at all. Like and and that, that was fine. Like it was actually a very non-participatory kid friendly camp. Like you have to be here, but there's like shade. You can hang out. You don't, we're not going to force. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Well, like she finally got up the like. Um, chutzpah. Chutzpah to like, I'm going to participate. And she kicks the ball and starts walking <laughs> and she slips on the slip and slide you know, hits the ground. She comes up. I mean, she's hurt. I could tell she's hurt. And my youth group, uh, my one of the youth pastors I was friends with, he like, he like kind of helps her up. And she's like, I think my arm's broken. And he looks at her arm and tells her, your arm's not broken. It's fine. And then he looks at me and he mouths like, her arm is broken. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, Did you take her to the doctor, I hope? They had to go to the hospital and get her patched up. I, broke I don't know why arm. I'm laughing, but it's it's more like like if it had, it happened to any other kid. Right. It's the <laughs> it's one kid like, who's like giving it a chance. She's like, I'm going to give it a chance. <laughs> this is going to be my one shot <laughs> it's at like glory. Two minutes in. <laughs> and just bips oh, it. And, uh, yeah, she broke her arm. So she's fine now. It was apparently a clean break. So <laughs> I had a kid break her arm at surf camp. And she's like, still to this day, one of my, we're still friends, like she's a friend now that she's in her 20s and we hang out, but she was the sweetest kid and she broke her arm on an endo board, those things that like help you balance to like train you Mm -hmm. to surf. And she was not upset about it at all. Like she was so tough. And then we're in the car and she's like, I just feel really bad because you, like, I feel bad because you're going to like miss part of like closing you know, the campfire or whatever. And then she looks at her arm and it was one of those breaks where like you can see the bone. And she goes, oh it's gosh. so ugly. <laughs> Starts bawling. <laughs> She'd been oh, so man. great up to that point. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, I didn't know it was so ugly. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. Okay. This will be my last one. This is where I'm going to end. With breaking On kids? On the youth group ones. Okay. Group yeah, ones. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, well, gosh, I could, I could talk. We could spend like two hours just talking about times we. I know, and I really kids. want people who listen. Please send this stuff into us. Yes. How can they? I don't. Well, they can go on Discord. They can go on Discord. Um, That's fair. So this first youth pastor job, my first like ski trip I had planned, you know, and 
you know, it wasn't, it wasn't so much nervous, but like, and I, w- I was good. Like I had all the kids that were going, I had their insurance information from their parents already. I had like signed forms, like, so like, you know, so if something happened, like I had the power to take care of them. And, you know, I, I had a lot of this stuff in order, you know, and so like I got up that morning, I, I, I'm pretty sure I skipped breakfast because it was just like, you know, <laughs> like I just, and this is be important detail. So <laughs> Cause it just like, cause I had to get there early in the morning. So I maybe just had coffee. That was it. And so we got all these kids and we go, we go skiing and there's a, uh, and you know, I, again, I'm, I hit the slopes, haven't eaten, just maybe a mm-hmm. coffee. So we're skiing for a couple hours and, um, this girl falls and she falls into some brush and she gets a big gash like on her face you know, Oh gosh! to the point where the, like the little medical people there like, she needs to go. Yeah, the ski patrol needs, they're like, she needs to go to the hospital and get some stitches. And I was like, well, I can do this. I have all of the things I need to do this. And so her not and do the, go, To be clear, to take her to the hospital, not to give her to stitches. <laughs> not to give her the stitches myself. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm a certified Civil War mech or, or a medic. Um, uh, that just means I've, I'm, yeah, that's about, uh, that's about all the medical knowledge I have. So, so we get to the hospital and, you know, they were going to stitch her up. And the guy like turns to me and he's like, Hey, are you good with blood? Like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good with blood. I'm fine. You know? Oh no. And up to that point in my life, I have been good with blood. And every day <laughs> since I have been good with blood, I will have, you know, but this day <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this it's guy, stitch this girl up and uh-huh. I'm fascinated. I'm just like, this Into is, it. you know, maybe I could have been a doctor. This is fascinating. The next thing I remember, I'm on the floor. <laughs> oh, no. So, and my head hurts quite badly. Oh, no. Um, because ele- apparently I passed out. I Well, I turned around. I passed out. I hit the deep sink in the ER on my way to the floor. That's not even the most embarrassing part. So I get on the floor. And then when you come to consciousness, your brain tries to create a narrative as to how you got to wherever you got. Right. Like, this is just what our brains do. We're meaning making machines. And so he's like, are you okay? And then I strike this pose, like put my hand up, like, you know, like, just like elbow on the floor, like, like, I meant to do this. And I was like, like, I said that. I was like, oh, I I just needed to lay down. I just meant to do this. It's fine. Like... (laughs) This girl who her friend like so okay, this poor girl has like paper draped over her face. So she doesn't even know what's going on. Her friend is dying laughing, like cackling at the absurdity of mm-hmm. her youth pastor pretending like he meant to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I the and the sad the sad part for me was I had this massive bruise across like the ridge of my nose. Like, oh, no. That I, so I had to like this was like on a Saturday. So I'm like walk of shaming it into the sanctuary that next Sunday with this giant bruise. Like everyone's snickering because like the word got around. But so, yeah, that was uh, OK. I, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was definitely a, like what what job is this? Has you do this? So we were. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. 
You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. We were in we were in Mississippi. It was right after Katrina. Um, I had brought like 52 youth. There was a lot. So there was a lot of youth with me. And I had a lot of volunteers and they were my dear friends. They're still like like people who are still dear friends. And on one of the sites, so where we are in Mississippi is on the coast. And some of the people have very strong, almost Cajun accents. So they're really hard mm-hmm. to understand. If you ever saw the movie Waterboy, they sound like the water guy from Waterboy. <laughs> and this this man had this dog. And he had another dog. So my friend was always like, what is he saying? And I was like, oh, he's saying his dog. He's like, oh. And his other dog, uh, which was incredible, this dog, they had him in a wheelchair because his back legs weren't functioning. And so he had this little wheelchair for the dog. But the dog was like a barky little dog. And as I was going between two sites, I don't, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't notice. The dog started chasing me. And my friend looks out the window of the house that we're redoing and sees me running away from a dog in a wheelchair. (laughs) I get bit by the dog in the wheelchair. (laughs) But because, because I, (laughs) the people were like, we have to take you to the hospital legally. So I had to go get, I had to describe getting bit by this dog that was in a wheelchair. But then the dog, like, it was so sweet, but the dog, they, like, had to, they were like, we're, don't worry, we punish him. He couldn't be in his wheelchair for a couple hours, so he wouldn't chase anyone else. And my friends are like, remember that time he got bit by a dog that was in a wheelchair? And they punished him by taking away its wheelchair. <laughs> Poor little thing. Like, they were very kind. They were not abusive to this dog, but they were like, well, because of your behavior, you can't go into the wheelchair. <laughs> I'm sure that dog understood that lesson pretty perfectly. But also I did get bit by a dog in a wheelchair. Now we're going to pivot into worship moments because at that Mm -hmm. same trip, one of the things that we did was create these very like meaningful moments. We tried so hard, like the last night of a youth group trip, imagine, but you're doing like a mission trip where you're, they were actually help people. It was incredible the work that these kids did. And so we would do a communion service. Well, I had left it up to my best guy friend to make sure that we, the communion bread stuff got in. Well, one of the other youth leaders, the house they were working on, she was not, I would say, a handy person. And she decided that they needed to glue down the flooring Mm. uh, and took it upon herself to go get glue. The thing was, it was self-adhesive. Uh, and interlocking. So it was interlocking with the self-adhesive if you've ever done flooring. So she, I had to go and fix it is the point. So I didn't get a chance to set up the table for communion. Now, mind you, I had one of our lead pastors at the time. I was not a lead pastor. I was the youth pastor. So he made me a little nervous and I wanted to like impress him on this trip. I wanted him to feel good about he was going to lead communion. Well, I go and I ask my best friend, hey, where where is, where are the elements? He's like, uh, what do you mean? I was like, where's Jesus? We bought Jesus earlier and put him at Walmart. Do you not remember going and getting the King's Hawaiian and getting, you know, the Welsh's grape juice? We bought Jesus earlier. Where is Jesus? I prefer a sourdough Jesus, but I get it. (laughs) Right. He was like, Sarah, I threw Jesus out. (laughs) 
Now, our other youth leader, who is one of my best friends to this day, goes, I'll take care of it, runs into the camp kitchen. Meanwhile, I am trying to get everybody to do worship. We're doing this very meaningful worship, very meaningful Mm -hmm. worship. And Jerry is my friend who's the volunteer that was super helpful. He runs in, he has stuff, but his face doesn't look quite right, right? But he like puts bread and he covers it up. And I'm Methodist, so we do a little bit of pomp and circumstance around communion. And he like pours the correct color of juice into a cup. (laughs) And the pastor goes to do the like talk, you know, the whole like body of Christ broken for you. It's a hamburger bun was the only thing he could find. So he like, he like twists it and it has a perfect cut and he's clearly holding a hamburger bun, (laughs) which I get like, but you have to understand the youth leaders were punch drunk. We'd been working so hard for, so all of a sudden like, oh God, this isn't good. Yeah. The only juice they could find that was anywhere related was cran apple. Mm-hmm. So Jesus tasted real <laughs> weird and every kid didn't want to <laughs> say anything as they were like dipping the hamburger bun into the cran apple. And everybody was trying so hard to be so respectful of mm-hmm. this moment. But basically, my best friend the whole time, he's like, I threw Jesus out. I threw Jesus out. <laughs> oh like, what does that mean? Kids are confessing sins because like the communion tastes funny. And- <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this like, must be that I, that I am not saved. <laughs> I've, I've partaken unworthily. <laughs> Luckily, we're Methodists, so we don't even believe all that. But it was just like yeah. the hilarious like moment of just being like, <gasps> uh, and yeah. Oh, so man. do you have any like embarrassing or funny? Because I've got a few. Yeah, so I, so the last church I was at, they did communion by the like obnoxious, like, like you peel a little thing and like you get this like card piece of cardboard and then you peel a little thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The little like shot glasses of Jesus that are like plastic, but they have like their own self-contained. And like they go bad and like the juice evaporates after like a couple. Oh, terrible. They're terrible. It's disgusting. Like I was just offended. I'm offended every like I I won't even like I mean, I don't take communion like once every six years now, but like I I. I would not. I would just abstain. Like you I mean, they your... have it. They ha- we had it during COVID, and that they got better because of COVID. I, sure, um, and also I noticed too, like older folks, uh, like would like struggle to open it, you know. Yeah. And so I'm like, and I was like, okay, well, it's, uh, like, and I was like, can we try something else? And can we try something a little more, you know, tactile? You're so... suggesting body shots, aren't you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Body shots for the Lord. Um, <laughs> so no, so we, we I, I managed to convince them to kind of do communion via intinction, you know, which for maybe those of you not listening, it's just where you kind of dip the little this is pre COVID too, by the way, I had a lot of germ folks that were like, don't do this. And I was like, it's, it's communion, it doesn't transfer germs. <laughs> but Intinction is very popular in, in a lot of places. And so I was like, let's just, I called it rip and dip. It's literally where you rip the piece of yeah, bread you off rip it and you dip, and you it, dip it, it, you know? And so we would do a little song and dance and we would do this. And so I, there was one and, and I had like, there were particular about <laughs> the carpet. So I had like mats out, you know, like, so in case, yeah, you know, there was, you don't want to like, drop, you don't want to drop Jesus or Jesus's blood on the floor. So, um, and, and honestly, there were some older folks that were like, this, this is a lot easier for me because it's just, you know, I don't yeah. have to do that little thing. So, but there were other older folks that had a hard time with pretty much everything and that's totally fine. But there's this one particularly older lady 
that I well, it was the reason I was up there was because this was the youth group's turn to serve communion. Okay. So I'm I'm kind of like more a little more involved than I would have been, which is good because this um this this lady she grabbed a a monstrous hunk of bread like you know now I prefer like she I would got tell the whole people Jesus I would tell people like take a decent chunk because you get those people that take that tiny like, chunk tiny and little then bit and then they dip put, it yeah, then yeah. they put their, their fingers, fingers all in yeah, there. yeah 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 like no like no. you take enough to dip and not get yeah. your fingers in there that's just etiquette but she took a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, and she's like, I mean, just shaken a lot. And I'm and like to the point where I'm like, do I, should I intervene? Should I have the dip for her? I wasn't quite sure, you know, well, she just dips and then she just plops this, this massive hunk in there and just like, and doesn't get it back out. So this just this, you know, and, and, and you get chunks during intinction. This happens yeah. like this is, you know, a best practices thing. Chunk, you get chunks of bread. This was not chunks of bread. This was an obstruction. This to is the like board. onion soup. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. This is like this is like French onion soup. French onion soup, yeah. (laughs) And so, like, I'm not sure what to do. What is the protocol? What is the protocol? So I'm like, I'm. I grabbed this piece of bread, and then like, what do you do with it? It's dripping. You know, it's like this is a. I'm not like uh, you know, and she's like gone at this point. So I just, I just fire it into the floor, like right onto that mat. You just dropped the. You threw Jesus on the floor. Dropped the Lord right on the floor because I was like right on the floor. I was like, I, you know, I'm not Catholic. I can do that. So, and then of course, like this poor, this poor boy who was probably 12 years old holding this cup, he was like, <gasps> I can really big gasp. <laughs> was like, that was the best part. Was the gasp the fact that he might have dropped the communion wine altogether? Mm-hmm. So I was, yeah, and it's like not my finest moment, but it was like, uh, oh, you're well, just throw the floor. <laughs> I mean, people do weird things during community. I think the weirdest I've seen, like in Tinction, is where they put it in their mouth, but they like, so they put the, they rip the bread and they put it in their mouth and they realize what they're doing. So they pop it out and try to then dip it in the cup. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and you're like, nope. nope. And I'm always like, no. <laughs> or like one time. <laughs> I had a young adult group and we were doing, we did a campus ministry with an Episcopal group because one of my best friends, she was an Episcopal priest. And one of my um, young adults was straight edge, never Mm -hmm. drank alcohol, like was, was very, is very still to this day, very serious about maintaining edge as they call them. And Mm -hmm. so I'm probably saying that wrong. Everyone write in and yell at me, but they were edging and stop it. (laughs) Stop it, you trash human. Um, so if you get that joke, you're a you're, trash you're, person. You you're just as bad you're as just me. as bad as the two of us. Congrats. So WTF, you're welcome. So he he's in the line to take communion, and I realize the Episcopal priest is about to give him wine. Mm-hmm. So I run up and I say, "No, not you." <laughs> <laughs> So it looks like I'm barring him from communion. No, not you. Oh man, communion. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a uh, uh, communion mishaps are good. You have any Do worship? Wanna... I want worship stories. See, I don't have actually. There's not a lot coming to mind. Like I'm sure there are, but there's not as many because I, I didn't lead worship. Like the singing part. Oh, I mean, there, right. There's definitely stories, but I just didn't really do a lot of that. And preaching, the most of the one, the, like most of mine were just like technical difficulties. Whereas, oh, like mm-hmm. if like 
if I have a technical difficulty where like my slides don't work or the like sound doesn't work, I'm usually the kind of person that's like, okay, we're just going to like, I'm not waiting till this is fixed. Again, the show must go on. Yeah. Like I, you know, like I'll just go without slides. It's a good thing. I have notes. Like I can just try to dance more to be a little more engaging. Or if the sound is out, like, well, uh, I can be loud, but like, so like the, the like passive aggressive, like battles you have between you and the sound booth who is obsessed with making sure it's right. And you're like, and you just want to be like, fuck it, man. We're just doing this live. We got to get this done. Yeah, but not like anything that's like, oh, a specific whatever that's coming to mind. I um, I always tried to make special services for Christmas Eve once I became a preaching pastor. So I was in youth ministry for six years, and then I became a pastor, like a preaching pastor. And I, so I was like a lead campus pastor at one site. And I always, I had a really cool artistic staff, so we could do really interesting things. And we did set design, like we did really cool stuff, like. We had one thing where we created this giant like art piece where when you walked in, it looked like the precious moments, like, like all those, what do you call them? Like set pieces, like the precious Mm -hmm. moments, set set pieces. And, but when you walked out, it was, it was done on a triangle the way we did the art. So when you walked in, it looked like a precious moments, you know, nativity scene. When you walked out, it was a pregnant teenager. Mm. And it was just like that. Like we did stuff like that. We got mm-hmm. to do yeah. such cool stuff like that. So one of the things I did, and every year I'd try to outdo myself, right? I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? So one year I, we were focusing on the, um, and the, you know, brought light into the world, you know, and the John passage. And so we, we went and rented a star machine from Disney that like shot like where it literally transformed our entire sanctuary space into like a star, like like stars yeah. would shoot up. But I made everything on remotes so all the lights would slowly come off. And then we would say and the word became light and, you know, that kind of thing. And so we, we as I'm preaching, can you imagine, I'm getting to the like the spicy part of the sermon, all the lights are going out, but people don't really notice mm-hmm. it's happening at first. So then the only thing that's glowing in the room is the center of the Advent candle, the Christ candle, right? And it's lighting up my face, okay? And then at one point, then I was going to blow the candle up and then the stars would come up, right? That was the thing. So what you have to understand is I'm, I'm being theatrical about my sermon. It's getting big. It's getting like, you know, it's getting to that point where everyone's looking at me because all the lights are going off and Mm -hmm. I'm standing in front of the Christ candle. And at this strategic moment, I'm going to blow the candle out. What people in the room didn't know is I just started dating this guy and he came. So I had curled my very long hair. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm trying to look cute and, um, I am leaning over the Christ candle in this very, like the entire room is looking at me. And mm-hmm. I'm about to blow the candle out and my hair catches on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so man. I have to smack my hair out while my then stage people throw the stars into the sky. <laughs> Those who saw it, saw it. Mm-hmm. Those who didn't see it, didn't see it. But we did this very cool thing there where our baptismal font was outside and we'd always walk out and we walk around the baptismal font. Well, the guy had started seeing walks out 
and he just whispers in my ear that sermon was on fire (laughs) (laughs) and walks away and i was like "Hmm, great and i because i put like hairspray in it it smelled terrible i smelled terrible and my entire sound booth was like you are we gonna address that you caught on fire today (laughs) it's like Mm -hmm. no we are not (laughs) nope because the whole room was looking at me like i had set up this strategic moment and I nearly burnt down the church. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. That was one. And then the year before was the year that I almost got hospitalized because on Christmas Eve, we were doing this like really cool. <laughs> I, again, I set up things too big. Like I, we had a snow machine because I did like, what are the odds for Christmas to have happened the way Christmas happened? And what are the mm-hmm. odds for you to exist in the way you exist? I, I mean, right. These really dramatic moments. Cause like, it, truth be told, it's like the time you're going to get people and you don't always get people. And so it's like, yeah, sure. this is my time to like tell you how great you are. This is my time to give you that message. And so I had set up this nativity scene. Like I had amazing staff that once everybody walked inside, my closing line was, what are the odds for it to snow here in California on Christmas Eve? And that was the end of the sermon. And then when everyone mm-hmm. walked outside, it's snowing like a oh, like I got like perfect. snow. I got snow machines, right? Mm-hmm. Moving. Um, and so I, <laughs> but they like <laughs> one of them was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not quiet. No, it's terrible. <laughs> but I was like, this was gonna be so incredible. <laughs> but then it's like blowing bubbles essentially because it's all like into yeah. our baptismal font. And it was just not what I thought it was going to be. But people were like, that was really good. So I, again, wanted to outdo it that year. And I climbed on the, on the roof and I was running late. So I went and got a taco at this one place and I got such bad stomach virus that they, I couldn't stop throwing up. And it was the night, it was Christmas Eve Eve. And I was so sick that I was in the emergency room and I'm like talking to the doctor and she's like, look, like you're we're going to shoot you full of like all this stuff you need to, you're going to be out for a couple of days. And I was like, I'm a pastor. And she looks at mm-hmm. me and goes like, as in preaches. And I was like, mm-hmm. and she just yells down the hall. We have a pastor. Someone get me fluids. <laughs> <laughs> so they like run and they literally like had to shoot me up with fluids just so I could like do the service. And nobody knew mm-hmm. that I was like on death's door. Yeah, those oh, are my geez. Christmas. I always tried to make Christmas Eve so special and the sound machine and then catching on fire and then almost being hospitalized. I was like, maybe I should take a hint. Like, calm it down, Heath. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Any other fun stories? <laughs> you know, those are really good. I I don't feel like I can top those, but I can tell a somewhat Christmas related story. Oh, I can't wait. So... We had this thing. It was like a kid's thing, like before Christmas, where like there was like a little, I don't know, summer. I don't know what it was. And then like we had like milk and cookies and stuff in the like fellowship hall for all the kids and stuff. You know, it was kind of a fun little thing. And there was just a lot of milk left over. <laughs> like a lot of milk left over. <laughs> Your ratios were quite right. Yeah. And so... So it was put in this fridge and this this was like a fridge that like was kind of a backup fridge that wasn't even always running all the time. It was like it was put in there in this kind of like back room. And 
I said, uh, yeah, I'll take care of it. You know, we'll, I'll, I'll take like a gallon. I'll, you know, like, I was like, I'll take a gallon because it's like I've got kids and, you know, okay. Well, ADHD, Justin, it's holiday time. I forget. So. Oh, no. And not only do I forget, like, for a day or two, like, I leave to go to see my family out of town for, you know, Christmas. So I'm gone for like a week and change. I get back. I still don't know. Like, I don't remember this. (laughs) That was early, earlier, Justin. Current Justin. We're in potentially mid-January at this point, possibly later. And where did you leave it? In, In... in a fridge that is sometimes turned on, sometimes not. Oh, um, so over time, maybe late January, it gains sentience and <laughs> begins to leave the fridge. Um, <laughs> the smell is just going everywhere. Yeah. So there was a creature in there that <gasps> I definitely had to clean out. Um, oh. We were growing some kind of something. And uh, yeah, I... I would say I'd never do that again, but like, when would that happen again? I don't know. It's so gross. Milk, gross milk is like, it's the, Mm -hmm. it is literally the worst. And I probably could have pawned that off onto somebody else to clean up, but I was like, no. No, this is my mistake. I need to do this. I did this. Unfortunately, I was the one that said I would take care of it, and I will now take care of it. So, yeah, that's a... that's my Christmas story. It's gross. I'll be honest. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was. I left I think, part of my soul in that fridge. <laughs> I think one of my favorite are I grew up in a town that um, did a Christmas pageant that everybody participated in. And one of the guys that was supposed to be one of the uh, wise men was not a church person. Uh, necessarily, he didn't do it very often. But he was a great singer and the whole thing. And he was supposed to sing the We Three Kings song as he was walking down the aisle, but he couldn't remember the lyrics. So like the entire town comes to this and people from out of town even come. And he was like, my wife made me do this play. Like He just started, singing, like, <laughs> he just, like, started reading everybody's mail publicly. Like, just singing. And it was like, oh, no. Wow. Bold. Because if you're going to forget. Oh. Forget big. Uh-huh. Forget big. So. This is telling on my friend, though. Do you have any like weird wedding or funeral? We can close out with wedding or funeral stories. I, I have a couple, but okay. yeah. My friend, who is like one of my favorite humans to this day, he's a pastor in San Diego. Uh, he knows who he is. He is doing a funeral when he realizes as he's talking. See, the thing people don't talk about is pastors are preaching and at the same time having thoughts about what's happening around them. It's like the weirdest thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can speak, but you're also like, it's literally the best job for people with ADHD. So he is like doing the, 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 you know, kind of the homily or the sermon at the funeral. And he realizes he has called this woman by the wrong name multiple times. (laughs) <laughs> and he realizes it the first time and like looks and catches himself and figures it out mm-hmm. and then does it again. And he said he literally had a like conversation with himself. If I were to pass out right now, would people remember that I passed out more than they would remember that I forgot her name? Should I try to pass out right now? <laughs> 
Yeah, like, do I just switch without addressing it? Do I? (laughs) A funeral. Oh, my gosh. That's Mm -hmm. so wild. Yeah, well, I I had, I was called on to do a couple funerals, not as many. There, There is one wedding that I was a part of that it was in a kind of a smaller venue. It was like a cute, it was a really cute like barn and like outside of Austin, Texas. Like, a Oh my gosh. Rustic, I think I've done that wedding. Uh-huh. Cottage core or whatever wedding. Uh, it was really cute. And it was like great couple, you know, I still love them and kind of keep contact. Anyway, well, I'm like starting the, you know, the, the, the ceremony started and there's the, I don't know, a little ring bearer or somebody in the front row that's just bawling, like just wailing, like, and, and, you know, you don't want to call attention to that, but there's mm-hmm. a certain point where you're like, this is a small enough venue. Clean up on um, aisle five, clean up on yeah, aisle five. That, that potentially, like, you're not going to hear me mm-hmm. <laughs> or hear what's going on. This is gonna be distracting, but you'll, you gotta be handled that with delicacy. And you know, again, like, so you're like, yeah, kind of like what you described. You're thinking of this as you're yeah, also you're, doing the your thing. brain is like, OK, OK. And I worked in like he wailed real big. And then I said I just kind of worked it in because I was in a transition point. And I was like, that kind of reminds me of my wedding. <gasps> and like. <laughs> and. But everybody laughed and it kind of gave permission for like the mom to come up and take care of it. And like it it worked. It worked. It was like one of those jokes that was like, this one's a little risky. But like. Oh, if that had gone like, flat. It could have gone flat. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Gone, you know, but but it didn't. And it worked. And, it, you know, the, he was taken care of. And, it was, you know, and the show went on and everything was fine. Um, it was a great wedding. But it was like. Uh, what do I do? Uh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to try to make a joke. Let's see if it lands. And uh, yeah, I landed. I always interview couples. Like I do like meetings with them before I marry them. And, you know, for them to know if it's a good fit for me, for them. Um, And I really like to make the service very personal because I still do weddings to this day. And I like, I like it to be very personal. So I usually don't do spur of the moment weddings. But a good friend of mine was like, <laughs> she sits me down. And she's like, look, my cousin isn't very, she's a wonderful person. She's wonderful, but she's not very like street smart. She's not very like, she's so sweet, but she's not, she's not bright. Is kind of what she said. And I was like, oh, okay. And she thought the venue would just provide them with, like it was at a golf course. Because she was like, oh, who's going to do your wedding? And she's like, I don't know, whoever the golf course. And this was a week before. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. And she's like, well, what is your wedding going to be like? And she's like, I don't know. However, they do their wedding thing. Like she had no, right? So I had to meet with this girl and like plan her wedding. So I didn't have time to be as meticulous as I normally would be. And I tell this to couples all the time because I'm like, look, I need you to give me your vows before. Mm-hmm. because I need to make sure that they kind of match up as in like length of time, maybe like, you know, cause one couple doesn't, you know, it does one person in the couple doesn't want to yeah. be like, outshined. someone gives this like, you know, five minute long poem right. that's beautiful. Right. And the other one says like, I love you more than my dog. Right. Let's right. You don't want that. So the reason being I did this wedding and he goes first, he does his vows. He'd written his vows. And, um, he he basically does this beautiful 
thing about how incredible and what an addition she, and he was a single dad. So what addition she's been not only to his life, but the life of his child. It's I'm, I'm almost weeping in front. Mm -hmm. And this girl literally looks at him and goes, I like, love you pauses. I like really love you. Like I like really, really love you. And I want to love you forever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I look at my friend and which she mouths, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, my name is attached to this. <laughs> yeah. I like love you. I like oh my really gosh. love you. And I like want to love you forever. And at that moment, was he thinking, huh, I got into this thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And now that's why I require everyone give me their vows beforehand. Yeah. There you go. Best practices. Because I like, love you. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I think those are all of my, I, I mean, there's I feel lots. like this, this could lots. be a series of there podcasts. Could, we can do a ser- Yeah, let this be episode one of WTF. And you know what? We want to add yours. Yeah. I want, you know? I want to, we want to hear your WTF moments. WTF, so. what the forecast, what happened here, what stuff that can only happen in ministry and you have to keep going. Like. Mm-hmm. You can't light on fire and just be like, hello, I'm like, if I was in a business meeting and caught on fire, I can take a minute and be like, hey, I'm on fire right now. But when you have Mm. an audience of people, you have to be like, the the stars are going up. Yeah, there's no moment. Whether my hair is on fire or not. Whether I have Michael Jackson, my scalp or not, I have got to keep going. Uh, This cue. Yeah. So we want to hear those stories because this is a fun thing for us to talk about because I know we talk about all the serious and how hard it is. And by the way, thank you so much to Discord for all the folks who wrote in mm-hmm. for their ideas for episodes because we are going to try to tackle each of them. Some of them are really big, like what is a calling? What do we do with it? Uh, yeah. That's like, and we've talked about it before. I think we should talk about it again. What does it mean? Then uh, there's also someone was like, I need to know what the strategic, like how do you exit? Like what is, how does that, step what is that? Step-by-step like? process, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there was someone who asked like, when you're shifting your faith, what are some resources, actual practical resources that are helpful? Again, they said, like, I trust you guys. What was helpful? So we'll get to all of that. Um, hopefully, uh, if our ADHD brain doesn't leave the milk in the fridge, um, we'll mm-hmm. hopefully get to all of that. But we want to thank you so much for sticking around, for listening. Yes, for sure. For, for being part of this world. I'm sure I'll think of something as funny as catching on fire or as wanting to put your pee-pee in milk. <laughs> That's going to be hard to top, but we're going to get it. (laughs) Or Jesus being a bread bun. Yes. Have a great week, friends, and we'll see you soon. Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. 
You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.